Welcome to the Steelers Depot Monday live stream here on this Monday, May 29th. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. As always, Alex Kazora and a Brian here with you guys for probably a little less than an hour today. We'll kind of place things uh, by ear based on how many people are asking questions and all those types of things. But we did want to keep on our schedule and go live today on this Monday, since it had been a couple of weeks, which had been a little bit quieter for Pittsburgh. Still some signings. Marcus Golden, the most significant one. Steelers back at OTA. So I uh, wanted to discuss that with you guys. Dave, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Doing good. What you did? You didn't tell me what you ate when you went over to a family's house. Yeah, just the classic cookout stuff. Burgers, dogs, potato salad, all that, all that fun stuff. All right. What, what did everybody in the chat eat today? Yeah, let Try us know. To- yeah, let let us know what all you you did today here. So probably going to be a thinner crowd uh, tonight for obvious reasons, but uh, uh, we just want to stay on the schedule here. So uh, happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, happy Monday. Thank you to the 20 people who are here. If you guys could like the video, that will bring in more people that may not see it. It's all part of that uh, complicated YouTube algorithm. And You guys can always watch an archive version of this a bit later on Steelers Depot. I want to thank the people I see in the chat right now, and Christopher, Rick, uh, fellow Alex, and John Pennington, who's always in these chats. Let me pull back up the live chat here. Oh, it's being weird not letting me do it. There we go. Uh, Also, we got Max and Mark and Mutated Genome. So we'll dive right on into the questions and then probably wrap things up when the questions start to to run out. But uh, Alex says, are you guys expecting the Steelers to add anybody else that can play slot cornerback? I would say not right now, potentially at cut down time, late August trade. And then when team member, there's no, you know, cut downs throughout the preseason. It's 90 to 53. So there's going to be a slew of players cut basically all at once I could see somebody added them but I think this team will take the group it has the camp see how it looks see how it shakes out and proceed from there yeah look historically you know uh, after OTAs you know we've got a bit of a history there this team adding uh, players at some point during the offseason that wind up on the uh, 53-man roster, so <laughs> stay tuned. I, you know, I, I, I don't think they're done, and I think slot could most definitely be uh, a position, you know, that uh, that that they look to add to. So, I mean, obviously nobody knows for sure, but I mean, if you're going to add at this point, uh, I think slot would have to be high on the list, right? Yeah, I think there's still a need there, still a concern. It seems like Chandon Sullivan, the veteran uh, corners getting the first look at those slot reps. I don't know if he's the guy that you really want to roll into week one with. Duke Doss may be in the mix as well, a pedigree guy, pedigree guy, second-round pick, who has not really played NFL action since 2020. But I think you're going to keep your eyes peeled in that situation now. And, of course, if any guys become available later this year. Uh, let's see, also have uh, Javi Berg for 20, Steel Pastors here, Paul and Captain Spartan. So some familiar names hanging out with us on this holiday extended weekend, so appreciate that. John Pennington says, hello, Dave and Alex. What players do you think need to step up on defense, including practice squad players who have been around a while or be let go? So I guess it's kind of more of the unheralded names either back end of the roster, practice squad types. What guys do you think on defense have to step up, Dave? Well, you know, besides, you know, the obvious, the rookies and all, we'll be interested to watch those guys uh, during the rest of the summer here. Uh, Interested to see what kind of jump a guy like Mark Robinson uh, can make, even though it does look like 
you know, he's been, he, he remains down on the, on, on the depth chart based on some of these free agents, uh, especially at the, at the linebacker position there. Uh, I'm interested to see, I mean, look, uh, who, who, who was it last year? Casey, a guy that we were excited about coming out of, uh, uh, training camp and then the preseason for him to only get injured there in that last preseason game. And unfortunately, I uh, had to miss, you know, the first half of the season there. So it'd be nice to see. And look, it went, when he, when he hit the field, you know, hit the field about the same time as TJ Watt. And that's when we saw things kind of, kind of turn around there. So I think uh, having uh, Casey ready to go uh, at, at the start of the season uh, could pay some dividends. Oh boy. Uh, what what's Leal gonna do, right? right? And 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 you know we think that uh, based on what what this team's done this off season, you would think that he's gonna be more of a uh, probably uh, a down lineman type of role. You obviously got some new bodies in there, and in, in, in uh, uh, Farroko and 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 uh, 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 Watts, Watts right? yep. yeah, you know th- those are another. So you know that's one thing about this defense. It, you look at it on paper right now, and they've had a lot of turnover there during the off season. You got a lot of new guys in there. You're sort of feeling good about it, but you have to see it uh, and. You know, I think uh, several of these players have said, you know, uh, so far during during the interviews and OTAs and all like, you know, communication is going to be huge in all this, especially early on in the season. So I don't think you can sit there and just say, you know, one guy. I think it's just a defense as a whole that that uh, especially with all these young, you know, with these draft picks and all like that, uh, a new veteran coming in like. Patrick Peterson, that it's really the defense, uh, 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 you know, as a whole that, you know, you, you, you want to see people step up. Sure. I think those are all good suggestions. Robinson, one of the first names that came to mind when I read John's question, although they aren't practice squad players per se, Trey Norwood, Isaiah Loudemoke, those guys are in big summers. They got to play well to secure the roster spot. They're bubble guys, the potential outside looking in guys that do not have their names written in pen. In terms of true practice squad types, just to go back to a name we mentioned earlier, Duke Dawson, if he could step up, kind of have a Mike Hilton type of summer where it's just this really loud, impactful performance that really makes you feel good about what you have at, at, at slot corner, that would be fantastic. Not that I'm assuming or expecting or counting on that to happen, but if you could have somebody step up in that slot spot, which is a real concern, a guy like Dawson makes a lot of sense, but... Um, I think, you know, it's it's going to be more about the core guys and the new faces, the rookies, the free agents, as opposed to more of the back-end guys. Next question comes from Max Shell. Says, Leal and Connor Hayward seem to be between positions. Who do you think will have a bigger impact this season? Both of them seem to be buried on the depth chart with off-season moves. That's a good question, Max. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think Leal will probably play more snaps. And so in that respect, in terms of offense, defense, it may be him, although Connor Hayward should be a multi-phase potential score special teamer. That's a good question. Where are you leaning, Dave? As far as bigger impact between Connor and, and Leal? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. You know, bar, barring injuries and all, I, I you know, you and then once again, we don't, we technically don't know. Uh, we'll have to see uh, uh, what the plan seems to be for Leal. But I think he has a uh, just the way the offseason has gone to have a, a better chance of kind of being maybe a sub package guy uh, and, and that'll get him on the field 
for you know X amount of snaps, and those X amount of snaps will still probably be higher uh, than that of, uh, of 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 Connor Hayward's there. Uh, and you know, be interesting to see is is Connor going to take more you know a, a bigger step towards more fullback stuff. I mean, you look at the tight ends that they have. If you go two tight ends on the field, uh, even if you were to go three tight ends on the field at the same time, the way things you know, look like they're going right now. Connor Hayward's not going to be part of that. So I, I would lean to Leal just for the sheer fact that it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, now, look, uh, Connor Hayward's going to play on special teams, as you stated, mm-hmm. you know, and it's important for him uh, to to make another jump. I thought he was good in special teams last year. Be good to see him take another jump this year. But I think just uh, at its core, primarily because of, Probably the lack of playing time that, that that Connor Hayward will get on offense, I, I would lean towards Leal. I'll I'll go with you on Leal slightly because of that potential sub package third down, you know, nickel dime pass rush opportunity for Leal. Although I think Leal's game is still really raw and he needs to be a more focused pass rusher with you know more go-to moves, not just kind of this athlete that's high energy type to be successful to translate the physical tools. I think Connor Hayward's a bit more of a natural fit in the Steelers' offense under Matt Canada, which at its best and core wants to be multiple, wants to be versatile, but I think maybe there's going to be more volume of snaps for Leal and probably some more key situations, some third-down rotational type stuff. But good question there, and someone asked as well. Let me uh, find the name here. It was uh, Afton Fared who said, I think Leal is on the D-line. I don't see him with edge snaps with Golden We'll have to watch that closely because this will be Golden's first week practicing with the team. Maybe we get some insight there. Felt like that first week, Liao was kind of shifting between the D-line group and the edge group. You would expect that with Golden coming in, there's going to be more clarity for Liao to go to D-line. But we'll have to wait and see because in the offseason, Lamar Khan made the comments, we like his versatility. We're going to lean on that. So it's still up in the air. All right, next question comes from Mark uh, Mark Watson. Excuse me. What kind of role could Trice carve out? Well, A, he's got to make the team. I know he's a better than your typical seventh-round pick, but he's still got to make the team. There is no guarantee of that in terms of role. You've got to climb the ladder, special teams. He's gotten gunner work. He's got, I think, jammer capability with his size, his length. You know, Could there be a 60B role later in the year against tight ends? Potentially, but one step at a time, he's got to make the 53 first. Yeah, and I'm interested to watch that special teams uh, ability of his. Uh, uh, you know, that's that's really going to be up in the air as far as you know. Is Pierre going to be one of those gunners, and you know, can can he make Pierre's role pretty much expendable? Which is you know isn't hard to do uh, uh, other than the special teams play. But uh, I you know. Barring injury right now, at least in the front half of the season there, you wouldn't expect a guy like Trice to get on the field much. But uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, let, 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 let's get him – let's let's see him make the 53-man roster and then then go from there. I mean, you got to like his chances, you know, as long as he mm-hmm. stays healthy and all like that because, I mean, all, all, all the talk has been since the draft is, man, I can't believe the Steelers got a guy like uh, Trice in, in, in the seventh round when they got him uh, there. So uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully uh, that physicality shows up on special teams and – you know, that that should, quote unquote, should uh, lead to uh, at least a 53-man roster spot. And, you know, maybe that makes a guy like Pierre expendable. And hopefully physically he's good. I know he's healthy right now, but he has been 
dogged by injuries throughout his college career. Some big stuff, some small stuff, and obviously he can't make the club from the tub, as they say, so that's always one key important part of it. Mutated Genome says, Hello, Alex and Dave. On the Le'Veon Bell topic, you guys think the Steelers will welcome him back with open arms after he admitted to being high on the job. I'm sure he wasn't the first, but still, it's a fair point. I just think so much time has gone by that, you know, all can be forgiven, all can be forgotten, and you kind of focus on the good than, than some of that bad. And, and and again, this is, we're talking, you know, a 15-minute press conference, he signs a contract, takes some photos. It's not, we're not saying put this guy in the Hall of Honor or throw a parade for him or retire his jersey. It's going to be a ceremonial type thing that kind of maybe, you know, create some good closure for both sides and make sure everyone knows that that everything's cool. So, Point taken. I know, Dave, maybe you think it'll happen later than sooner. I'm not really sure where I come in. I think maybe it could happen sooner than later if Bell officially retires. He's got to do that. But I think they're all bridges that can be mended. Yeah, like I said this morning on the podcast, if it does happen, I, I, I don't, I'm not expecting it. You know, I think we're still talking a couple of years from now, and that'll put these comments that he made mo- most recently right. even further in, in, in the rearview mirror. You know, I I hope people aren't taking kind of what we said this morning as as us saying uh, uh, get get the press conference scheduled this summer, you know, because right. that's that's not what we were saying. What what uh, what I was specifically was saying was I thought it was a good first step in getting some of this out there uh, and getting kind of back in good graces, especially with Steelers fans overall, first and foremost, and then. You know, we'll see how the rest plays out from there. But but in no way, shape or form am I I will I would be shocked if anything like that, uh, uh, even if he was to announce his retirement tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think we're still a couple of years away from any sort of, you know, recognition or, or you know, press conference retirement or, or something along those lines. Sure. It's not going to be this summer. I think the earliest will be next summer because, again, he has to retire and he's still kind of musing about maybe I'll keep football open. He's staying in shape with his boxing career um, to, to some degree. So, you know, it's still at least a year, maybe more uh, away. And, and as you said, those kind of comments will be forgotten about. You, you talk about it right now because it is so fresh. It is so raw. All right, Paul Brown says, what makes me nervous about the season is we're an injury away in the secondary or outside linebacker to be in real trouble. I still don't think the offense can keep up with a high-flying offense if any D goes out. Yeah, I mean, you know, depth can only be so good in, in, in so many positions. I think Golden was a pretty key signing to give yourself some some veteran productivity there as opposed to relying on Nick Herbig or letting him and Roche and Perales battle things out. So, my concern with the defense is all those new pieces, and could you have those growing pains the offense went through a year ago when you got new inside linebackers, new strong safety, new slot corner, you know, just a lot of new in general. It's a lot of roster turnover. Maybe better in, in the long run, but in the short term, you may get some of that that pain as the guys get adjusted. I mean, you could go around the NFL when it comes to to depth, right? And sure. and, and 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 say that. Uh, 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 I imagine he was really, really nervous a year ago <laughs> when it co- comes to this series. I mean, you're looking at uh, Malik Reed as the next guy up, and uh, you know, the, even even though you, know, you you had several, you went out and signed guys like Levi Wallace and and Akilah. I mean, they got into that depth pretty pretty deep because of injuries there for, for a couple of games, yeah. didn't they? Who remember was, Ryan was, uh, Ryan Anderson? Remember him playing like a couple of snaps? And 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 who was the other one? Uh, uh, Jack Jack uh Johnson or Jackson uh who who was the other one oh, that man. ended up 
the Green Bay cast off. Uh, yeah, who, the name is not even coming to mind right now, but I know who you're talking about. I mean, he even saw games because Sutton had to. Didn't Sutton leave a game with? Uh, oh, oh, he, Josh Jackson, the secondary. Josh yeah, Jackson, yeah, right, right. I got you. And 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 didn't we even see Elijah Riley get some snaps? Yeah, that was I a mean, that was a Bucks game when like everybody but yeah. Edmonds was out, and they still they beat Tom Brady of, of all things. Right, right. So I mean. It just goes to show. I mean, are, are, are you ever really deep enough, you know, in, in today's NFL with the, with the salary cap? Now, at least, you know, look, you, you went out and they went out and got a guy uh, in, in, in Marcus Golden. They they drafted not only one, but two cornerbacks uh, on top of going out there and and uh, uh, signing Patrick Peterson. And so, I mean, but but depth, you know, you, you can talk about depth every offseason and, and it potentially being one or two injuries at at certain positions. Now, here's one thing. You know, they didn't have the depth on the offensive line last year e- either, but uh, they, they got damn lucky as far as that goes. And they made sure that they they're better set up, you know, overall about that. So, I mean, once again, I, I, I think you could you could have the same conversation every off season, but due to the salary cap and, 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 and like that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be perfectly deep at every position. Remember Quincy Wilson? Didn't he play for a hot second too in that game? Yeah. I mean, there's been some, there have been some guys who have played the last two seasons. Uh, you had Delonte Scott a couple of years ago, that D line got real thin. What in 2021? I'm trying to think about some of the names that played Mondo was getting snaps. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. So, you know, teams will be tested. I think the depth overall defensively is is adequate. Again, I think some of the newness is, is my, my chief concern there. Uh, Captain Spartan 04, just a hypothetical. Uh, we're in that part of the offseason. Which middle linebacker would you rather pursue in 2024? I say Isaiah Simmons or Logan Wilson. I think in terms of the better player, it's Logan Wilson by a country mile, but he's going to be a more expensive. I mean, he'll be like a top market type of dude, Simmons will probably be cheaper because his career's not gone great and Arizona's having their fire sale right now. Um, so it just kind of depends on what coin, what side of the coin you want to look at. I would still take Wilson, give me the proven guy, you know, get a real top-tier off-ball linebacker in Pittsburgh that they kind of haven't had in, in, in since really Ryan Chazier. Yeah, but Simmons could be more of a guy, a, a cheaper schematic fit for certain situations. Yeah, I mean, he's an ultra-athlete coming out, but I, I'm coming to find that some of these guys that are really good athletes coming out of college, Devin Bush, Devin White, Isaiah Simmons, don't necessarily pan out perfectly. Now, White's been better than those guys, but he's still probably not, not a great coverage backer, so I, I sometimes I get I get concerned with those kind of positionless-type players defensively. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this line every offseason. I know. Go get one or two linebackers. I, you know, I think where we sit right now... Uh, and we'll obviously see how the season plays out, but you, you would have to think inside linebackers got to be right, uh, climb, climb, you know, climbing back up towards the top of the quote unquote want slash need department when it comes to the 2024 class. You would think so. We've been saying that for a little bit now, but you know, eventually they got to draft somebody. I know that not all their draft picks have worked either. Devin Bush, Buddy Johnson was a very forgotten miss. Like a terrible, like a fourth round guy, but just a complete whiff. But you still got to draft, develop. That's been the motto. The free agency musical chairs game is getting kind of annoying. It just goes to show you how bad a first round miss can hurt you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Devin Bush was the guy and then he was not the guy. You, you, you continue. You just, it's been a continuous cycle of chasing your tail. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't know that they're not done doing that right now with guys like Holcomb and and a Landon Roberts, right? 
I still think Mark Robinson will start over Roberts week one. I think Holcomb's going to be your three-down guy based on his skill set and the contract he got. But I think Robinson gets the nod over Roberts. And I think we look at Roberts and say, it's not a lot of money, but we sit there and say, eh, really didn't do anything for you. He might provide some special teams value, but not a guy that I think it was a, a, mistake, a mistake to sign that guy. Well, it would be a nice, helpful back-end offset for the whole Bush thing if Robinson comes alive. Yeah, we're getting kind of... Send Quez Golson, Mike Hilton vibes. You miss on Golson, but you get Hilton. You uh, miss on Bush, you might find something in, in, in uh, Mark Robinson. But we'll see. Uh, Chester Pinckney has a generous $10 super chat and a very nice comment. Says, best Steelers podcast on the planet. You guys are amazing. Dave, I've been with you since year one. And so that was All when, right. when the earth was cooling. You and Chester yeah. were hanging out. Yeah, I, I hope his bare feet are okay. <laughs> uh, back when we used to... Uh, we used to have to uh, etch the podcast in in, <laughs> in vinyl, uh, vinyl, in, you know, uh, disc and all like that way back when. Yeah, hieroglyphics aren't some sort of native language. It's just me trying to write and no one understanding my uh, my writing. That's all that hieroglyph- <laughs> hieroglyphics are. Just a little fun fact for you guys. Uh, let's see. Steel Pastor says another inside linebacker would be great as well. Yeah, depth uh, feeling a little bit a little bit tight there. Uh, also says. Question: Does the new kickoff rule lead to many more squib kick, uh, squib style kicks, or maybe even punters maximizing hang time? I'm not sure about the the punter hang time comment, but with with the kickoffs, yeah, you may see more squibs. Although I think the unpredictable nature of the squib kick will make some teams, you know, weary of trying to use that too often. Ball goes out of bounds, takes a weird hop. It's kind of hard to really anticipate, you know, where things are going. So I think teams will generally have the same kickoff approach. Um, you're just going to see some fair catches. Uh, let's that was your that was your terrible take today, wasn't it? Yes, not happy with that. You guys might be shocked to know I don't like this rule change. Um, hopefully, it gets revisited. I, I'm cool with the XFL thing. I think that's a great way to eliminate those car crashes. They've had, and, they've had a couple of uh, big returns yeah. that way too. Right, it several of them reduces the risk of concussions, and it still allows kick returns to be an exciting and integral part of the game. To me, it's a win-win. And uh, Sean, a similar question here: Are you guys concerned about the new kickoff rule? Not just about the role of special teams, but the fact that Steelers like to use special teams to see undrafted players. Yeah, to an extent, it's going to impact those jobs. I mean, they, they they know this rule's coming. They can construct their roster with that in mind as they cut this thing down from 90 to 53 uh, in late August. And so everyone kind of has that that thought. And there's still punt you know, work and other things to play. To, and, and there are going to be still some kick returns. I think the NFL is estimating 31%. Uh, and, and some teams may... If you have a good return team, you may not call fair catch. You say, let's run this thing out and try to get past 25. So it's not necessarily an auto fair catch situation, depending on the team you're facing. But yeah, there's going to be an impact there. No question, Sean. Uh, David Mew says Washington will be a Pro Bowl tight end. That's some um, Darnell Washington hype. Uh, question for you, Dave. Thomas R says, uh, hey, Alex, I believe Steelers have 8 to $9 million free. Is this money for a possible Highsmith extension or maybe another outside signing? Love from L.I. Uh, give us a, a thought there on Highsmith. Yeah, here's the thing to remember about that right now is the fact that Highsmith's already counting, I think, $2.951 million against the cap as is. So a new deal, uh, uh, it's not like you're starting from zero again and having to afford that. You just have to be able to uh, 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 afford the increase of how much 
his cap number goes up from 2.951 million. And, you know, in the projection that I did back in, I don't know, what was it, early April or something like that, uh, on a two-year extension on, uh, I think, uh, on a new money average of slightly more than 15.5 million, I have a Highsmith's new cap number coming in at around 6.458 million. So let's assume my numbers are, are right. They won't be, <laughs> but, but, but let's, uh, they, don't, they should be close. I think if, if, if this gets done the way I think it's going to be done, but just on my example alone, you'd have to be able to accommodate an increase in Highsmith's cap number of 3.5 million. And they are, they, they'll easily be able to do that. So uh, there's, I, I, I just can't in, uh, envision uh, the result of a new deal for Highsmith causing his cap number to go up more than 3.5, 3.6 million. So they're, they're, they're easily in line to be able to do that. Don't forget, you know, uh, probably at some point during the off season, probably right before the season, uh, the Watt uh, restructure will happen. I think now the only question is when it comes to that, are we going to see a full restructure or just a partial restructure? But uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about the whole Highsmith thing uh, 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 when it comes to them being able to uh, have stuff earmarked for that. I, I believe that they've had that earmarked all along. If you kind of follow the talk and the writing that I've done as far as, far as the cash versus cap uh, projections for this team this year, and it's easy to have those discussions this year because this is the third year of the three-year cycle when it comes to the whole 90% cash versus cap rules. So everything lays out absolutely perfectly uh, for some of the examples that I've laid out there with Highsmith and to hear Omar Khan talk and hear Highsmith talk and all like that. It, it's it's, it's going to get done. It's just a matter, I think, of, of when. And I'm really hoping to see it happen before uh, this team reports to training camp. Yeah, I think that's very much on the table based on the way Omar Khan has operated in his just over one full year on the job. And that was from Tom Rossi from Long Island. That's what LI stood for. So appreciate that. The Thomas R threw me off, but appreciate you hanging out and, with and, us. And don't forget, you're, you know, you've still got some some of those. And I wrote about several of those kind of mid earning. I wouldn't say mid earning, but, you know, uh, the two million and more earners right now who aren't guaranteed to make the roster right now, you know, guys like Montrevious Adams, guys like Gunnar Olszewski, we'll obviously see what happens with, with Dotson. You know, if those guys don't end up making it, they end up being replaced by bot. you know, uh, their, their spots ultimately go on the 53 man roster to, to rookies or, or first year players or something like that. There's going to be a little bit of cap savings mm -hmm. within each one of those players too. So those, those, and those, it takes a few of them, but they add up. And I, right. I think you could see this team quickly uh, cover that $3.5 million increase in Highsmith's cap charge just by natural 53-man roster cut down, I guess, attrition, you'd call it. <laughs> the roster deletion part, yeah. Right. That, that's a great point by you, and that certainly will help and add up, as you said. Uh, Tommy Vincent is here, says happy Memorial Day. He's from Arizona. He does have an unpopular opinion he's bringing, though, so I'll, I'll mention that as well in the same breath. He does not see Highsmith being a stealer much longer. I don't know exactly what that means. If he thinks he's not going to make it to 2023 or not going to get the extension, I think we'll disagree, but that's why it's the unpopular opinion, and we'll see what happens. 
I'll be absolutely floored if uh, he does not sign an extension this summer. Same here. Uh, speaking of roster deletions, JJ Townsend says, who on this roster could be cut that would be a bit of a surprise uh, day for either of you? So a surprise cut on this team. You wrote about this recently, right, Dave? Yeah, and I, and, 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 uh, I, and it is a, I put it in there purpose, purposefully, even though I don't think it's guaranteed to happen. But, uh, but uh, what happens if you have a guy like, uh, both Trice and Porter just tear it up this off season. What if uh, Pierre is, is everything you want in a special teams player? Uh, what if they have to go go out and get another uh, slot corner and all like that? I guess where I'm going going with this is is you know Levi Wallace. You know, do I think in the end when the smoke clears that Levi Wallace will be there? Uh, my my gut says yes, but. Would I run out right now and bet my entire house and life savings on it? No, I I, I wouldn't. So if you want to uh, uh, talk about a guy that you know is in could be in that surprise category, uh, I I think Levi Wallace could fit into there. Now, once again, do I in my heart of hearts do I think that's going to happen? No, but. Stranger things have happened, and especially if you get guys like Porter having a great summer and Trice having a great summer, and you know you already got Peterson, and I mean a lot of things I, I think would have to happen. But it's not like you know Levi Wallace is this huge special teams contributor on top of it. So if he ended up getting bumped, you know he could get bumped behind Pierre because Pierre, had, you know, if, if Pierre survives mm-hmm. because Pierre's got the special teams ability there, so. You know, if you want to circle one guy to at least have fun discussions about, I think it would be Levi Wallace. Yeah, I get that. Obviously, I don't expect that to happen either. Uh, like you, if you want to get into like the, the crazy or crazier names, I mean, I could mention we could all talk about Gunnar Olszewski, Montrevis Adams. Those are not surprises. I think even Trey Norwood. Although I, I'd be surprised if either one of those guys made it. Though. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I could mention Trey Norwood, Isaiah uh, Laudemoke, but those are less surprises, maybe a little bit more so than you know, with the names we just mentioned and Olszewski and Adams. Let me give you, a, I'm going to throw out a crazy name because we're live. I'm not writing this down, so it's harder for people to yell at me in, in the comments to forward, but I'll, I'll, there'll be some, I'm sure. I'm not I'm not suggesting this will happen. He was on my initial way too early 53-man roster. But what if, what if Calvin Austin just stinks it up this summer and he's got a missed rookie year and a poor summer, a couple other receivers coming in. You got Hakeem Butler as a big slot type of guy. I, I don't want to guarantee... Austin spot until he actually makes some plays in a dang preseason game. All right, who's the who? Who would be the of the of the controversial guys that we threw out there in in Wallace for me and and Calvin Austin for you? Who who would be the biggest surprise of those two? To me, it'd be Wallace. Okay, Just, I mean to lose another starting corner in a secondary that's had a lot of turnover with some rookies that have potential, but I mean he's a guy that's you know a proven NFL player. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He he. The, the question was, who would be more of a surprising guy, right? Yeah, he just said who might be a surprise cut. That was right, that was and, I, and I think Wallace fits kind of fits that, sure. right? Yeah, and, and, I get what and, you're saying. And Austin fits that with you. Now, people are going to turn this into Dave thinks Wallace is going to get cut, and, and that's I'm, not and, what I'm saying. And I think I, Austin's going to get cut, which I'm not saying that either. Right, but I mean, if you want guys to have discussions about, I think those would be two guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have in just a couple minutes left. Again, we'll probably wrap things up a little bit early. So uh, we got uh, Game 7. Who, do you, Chat, who do you guys have? Heat or Celtics? Dave, who do you got tonight in, in, in a crazy Game 7? You know what? I, I just I, – I, I, I don't care, first and foremost. <laughs> but second of all, I, I can't stand the Celtics. No, you don't like Boston? <laughs> I've ne- I never – growing up, I just could not stand uh, Boston or the Celtics. I just, I just couldn't. Do you so, have a basketball team? Did you have an NBA team growing up? Yeah, uh, as as a as a kid, it was you know Lakers, okay. but you know the whole because the whole Magic and Kareem and 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 all like those, it, it was fun to kind of follow along with that. But I mean, I I, I don't live and die by that. Sure. You know. All right, I got you, Captain Spartan. What do you think about bringing? Uh, would you be opposed to bringing Jim Leonard with all the Wisconsin guys? Yeah, I think Jim Leonard's a great de- defensive mind. Was a great DC. Uh, I don't think he wants to come in to be an assistant coach in some small regard in the NFL. I think there's going to be bigger chances for him wherever he ends up. But yeah, Jim Leonard, and if he wanted to come to Pittsburgh, I'd say yeah, sign here. Yeah, but he's uh, he got his got his hands full right now, doesn't he? I'm not even sure where he's at because he didn't he leave Wisconsin because he wasn't he resigned there. I think right. I'll have to look. I'm not entirely sure Jim Leonard's arc because he was the great DC, and then it was the whole thing about is he going to become the next head coach and replaced Paul Christ, and I want to say he, he left. I don't know if he, he went somewhere else. I'm sure you or the chat can, can let us know. Any maybe Jim Leonard information there. I know he, that last report he was the interim head coach at Wisconsin, right? Right, but I, I'm pretty sure he, he stepped down for whatever reason, but I'm not following their uh, coaching situation closely, clearly. All right, Ryan McKee says, always a great listen. Thanks for being here, even on a holiday. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Ryan. Do we still foresee an inside linebacker signing or trade coming since they had the guy from the Jets in that was Quan Alexander? It's possible. They're, they're a little thin there right now. Um, depends on the name, depends on the fit. But, you know, not counting that out, Ryan. And it would be a big dollar signing, that's for sure. Yeah. You know? uh, but, I mean, once again, uh, get past OTA or get past mandatory minicamp and then – We'll start resurfacing, you know, the the long list uh, over the years of of of, of players that have uh, signed or uh, or added to the team after mandatory minicamp that went on to make the 53 man roster. So uh, they're coming. We just don't know who they are. I think, and and I I think it's a good bet that at least one or two players that are not on this roster right now wind up on the 53 man roster. Just. I mean, that's the way it's been for, for, mm-hmm. for, for years. I'm with you. Steelers by the lake says with Wallace being in the last year of his deal, do you think Trice could start in 2024? He could, but again, one step at a time, got to make the team, got to show he's healthy. He can play, you know, makes make a, a impact on special teams. So possible. Um, heck, your, your starters next year could be Joey Porter Jr. And Corey Trace Jr. Wouldn't be shocked by that one bit, but we'll take it one day at a time. Uh, Matthew Molina, could someone like Kenny Moore be on the trade block towards the start of the season? I'm not sure what's happening in Colts land. If he was, I think you certainly pick up the phone. You know, top slot corner in the game. Mike Hilton-like, but probably a better coverage guy than Hilton was. So I'd be all over that. I think Indy's trying to you know, win as much as they can this year, not get fired. I think Chris Ballard wants to, you know, Shane, St- um, yeah, Shane Steichen, the head coach there, he's fine, but Ballard does not want to lose his job, so you may not want to trade away one of your you know, best defensive pieces, but if he's on the block, then you certainly would call. Yeah, but here's the thing. Base salary for Kenny Moore uh, this year, $7.495 million. So uh, you're not going to bring that on. Uh, uh, he would have to get cut by them, I think, 
for for him to be able to land with the Steelers. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, unless you do some sort of either new deal, I don't know if a deal's coming up for him, or if maybe a retained salary, but that's probably going to be tougher to do with, with whatever contract he's on. But just on the player itself, you know, if if he's on the block, I think you at least take a look at that. Uh, do we are are uh, Mike Hilton's pretty safe over in Cincy still, right? I believe so. I'm not expecting him to. Uh, he's lose still his got, job. I think, two, two, two more years under contract. I think. Yeah, so that'd be great as well, but obviously that would take a cut, and I think he's going to be good to be their starting slot corner in 2023. Uh, somebody made a comment. I'm trying to find it here about Jimmy Morrissey of Houston. That's from Captain Spartan. Would you be opposed to that as a backup center? Was Pickett's college center? Yeah, I like the connection. I like where your head's at. They drafted Juice Scruggs and Jared Patterson, so that may push a Morrissey out. He's a smaller guy, and he's got a J.C. Hostenauer type size and lack of length, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, this team still need to be interesting to see how the backup center uh, job still uh, washes out here when this thing's all said and done. Troy Miles, do you guys know how long Weidel is signed on for? They probably get three-year deals, I'm guessing, for those. Oh, I don't know. So, yeah, it's not really something that you can read. Right. It's hard to say for sure. I mean, we could throw out a number, but we might be wrong on it. You know. Right. And, of course, if he wants to become a true GM somewhere, the contract really doesn't matter that much. You know, you rip that up and he goes somewhere else. And, you know, he's going to be – if Pittsburgh has a successful 2023 season, he will be a name that's going to be on GM lists for the next cycle. You can count on that. All right, let's see what else we have here. Why do you guys think Green is still on the roster? That's from the Steel Trucker. Because you got to have a 90-man roster. you got to carry at least 15, usually 16 offensive linemen. You know, he's still your draft pick. you got to have somebody out there. He's got a little bit of versatility. So it, it, you got to carry a bunch of linemen. They're not all going to be good. And, and that's why Green's on there right now. And he's very inexpensive, too. So, yep. I mean, just because he, he – uh, and I expected him to last this long. You know, because he, he's not that expensive now. Will he? Uh, will he ultimately make the roster? Probably not. Yeah, I'm certainly not expecting that. But you never know. Injuries happen. Maybe the light turns on again. Not expecting that, but you hold on to him and you wait and see. Paul Brown asking about Gunner's path being kind of a, a kick returner. It's hard to be kick return only, especially with these new new rules. But he'd have to kind of do both in kicks and punts. Uh, what makes a good player or makes a, a player a good kick returner versus a good punt returner? That's a good question. I think kick return takes a little bit more, a little more long speed, a little bit more kind of fearlessness running into those guys. Kind of, you know, you're both going full speed. Punt returners a bit more about the ball security and, and judging and securing the football. Both involved with that, obviously. A little bit more, I think, quickness and long speed when it comes to a punt return. Um, so those are probably some of the basic differences between kicks and punts. Yeah, I'd like to see that get better. We talked about this morning on a podcast. You know, this this team ranked down at what thirtieth uh, in punt returns, and what did I say, tied for twenty fourth in kick return. That that needs to change. That that really needs to change to help this team, uh, you know, get to the playoffs this year. Yeah, last time I guess Deontay was the last punt return touchdown. Who was the last kick return touchdown? Was it Juju? Was that Juju? I think it was Cleveland in the finale. Yeah, I think so. And. With the new rules, it may be harder and harder to run those ones back. Steven Sims came close last year, but uh, got to the 10, and then he ran out of gas. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. John Pennington, do you think the Steelers and Debo will ever mend fences? What do you think about that, Dave? 
Uh, who? James Harrison? Yep, James Harrison. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think there's probably that much animosity right now as it is. I, you know, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see why that it's not a huge hurdles to co- to overcome, I don't think. Yeah, I know things got ugly towards the end. You know, him falling asleep in meetings, kind of forcing his I think, way. I think that was just business on his side. Yeah. Look, I think it's an easier path for him, obviously, than, than Le'Veon Bell. You know? Sure. You win a Super Bowl, you know, a lot can be forgiven. And again, time... And I, I, like you said, I don't think things are that bad between the two sides right now. I think if they, if Mike Tomlin and James Harrison saw each other, they'd have a great time together. Probably would. Eddie Spaghetti, great name. Eddie Spaghetti says, do you think we get a new punter this year? What do you it think? It could happen. I'm going to say yes. I'll say Braden Mann beats out Presley Harvin, and also because he can do kicks, and just to kind of save Boss's leg a little bit will help. And look, you know, it could be a situation like a couple of years ago, right, where you had a couple of them and you went another direction right before the – Right before the uh, roster got set. So uh, I don't think anybody's uh, job is safe there. Uh, I, I, you know, I, what I'm getting at is I, I think either one of those guys might not be the guy when the dust clears. We'll have to see how the battle goes. Fair. Omar Khan has kept us on our toes this year, and he's always kind of uh, tweaking the roster a little bit. Last comment, kind of a nostalgia kick here. I want to thank everybody who joined the stream today. Remember Ricardo Coakley and Ike Taylor trying to field kicks? Yeah, they've had some interesting return, man. I mean, Ike was fast. You kind of got to see that speed occasionally. Um, but, yeah, that's been in some defensive names returning kicks, which you have not heard in quite some time. Yeah, and uh, what, what, Rossum that one year? And, oh, Lord. Uh, it, they got to get this started. They got to get the, Let's have a, the same returner for a couple of years <laughs> that, 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 that produces. That would be nice. They finally did that with Ray Ray, I guess – Two years ago and three years ago. Yeah, but you could. I I, I remember the day that he was uh the, the you know the day that he was was signed and all. Looking back at his history with the ball secure, uh and, and I I remember the tweet uh ball ball uh security mm-hmm. uh with the hyphen in it there and that that ended up kind of being his his undoing uh that and getting paid you know probably a little bit more than he should have got paid by the by the 49ers and all True. like that but True. uh. uh yeah, they need to get they need to get special teams turned around all, all right. the way around. They do. All right, I lied. Just two uh, quick questions, comments here. How often? This is from Travis Pick. How often do you guys rewatch games from Super Bowl winning seasons? How much? How much do you go down the nostalgia road there, Dave? I, it, it happens, but it's not planned, and it's 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 a byproduct of maybe looking for something and getting easily distracted <laughs> and and going down going down a rabbit hole there i'm the same way i'm working on a new kind of series and i'm watching it for clips and then you kind of start watching it just because you like watching the game so i'm kind of with you there dave and steelers by the lake says do you guys have any thoughts on who might win the number three running back spot it is wide open right Mm -hmm. now isn't it dave i mean i'm not even sure the favorite is mcfarland just based on tenure but it's probably someone not on this team yeah, and look, he hit you know the the path right now for him for as a return guy, Mike. You know, he's going to be in the lines that you report come come training camp if he's still on the roster, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a big mix with with uh, him again, McFarland. He's going to have to contribute on special teams in some way, shape, or form if he's going to make the roster as the number three. Plain, plain and simple. You know, uh, you're not you're not going to keep. Uh, McFarland is a number three if he can't get out there in, in at least one special teams unit 
uh, to 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 contribute. And it can't just be kick return because he can do that, but it's not going to be enough value to keep him for that. I don't. Right, so and, and it, it, it's why that 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 guy might not be on the roster right now. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on this Memorial Day. Please have a safe and happy rest of the holiday. Dave and I are going to get some stuff ready for the morning. Like I said, new series, uh, a listicle, a top 10 list I like to do each year, kind of a different spin on it. You guys will see what that is in the AM, but you guys can watch an archive version of this on the site a little bit later. Dave, as always, thank you for being here. Thank you, and thank you for everybody that showed up on this uh, Memorial Day Monday. Have a safe rest of your weekend, and peace and love. Back at OTAs tomorrow, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be there to be be around to cover it and talk about uh, everything that they talk about, and that'll go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we'll come back in a couple of weeks here with a live stream and talk about whatever else is happening in Pittsburgh Steelers land. So appreciate you guys watching. Thank you to everybody that, that asked questions, gave Super Chats. Like the stream, be sure to subscribe to the channel as well for 